Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Wild Country Nation. It's time for your Saturday morning wake-up call. Northwest Wild Country is on the air. Welcome to America's number one fishing, hunting, and outdoors radio show. And it's all brought to you by Waypoint Marine Group in Ballard and by Garmin Electronics. Now your Wild Country crew, Dwayne England, and your host, Joel Shangle. Well, good Saturday morning and welcome Northwest Wild Country Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Nice to be back on TV this weekend. Dwayne England, Bill Herzog. Well, good morning, Dwayne. It's, uh, I had actually wore acceptable clothing this week. Yeah. We're back on TV. The cameras are rolling, mm-hmm. so we got to be on our best behavior. The Bass Nomad, Joel Shangle, still on the road. We will check in with him somewhere upstate New York, and then rumor has it he's actually going to be back in studio next week. The three of us will finally be reunited. Well. How about that? That will be very fun. I can't wait. With that, uh, lots going on this week, unless you live under a rock or have been sleeping for the past 48 hours. Yesterday, we finally achieved our permitting process for Puget Sound, all of Puget Sound and Puget Sound Rivers, Lakes, the whole shebang. Kind of exciting news. A few uh, aggressive folks jumped right on that opportunity. That's mm-hmm. Guy Comish was kicking out fish yesterday. I posted up some pics. Got some friends that went up there and uh, did quite well ahead of the curve and They'll be sitting home today while the circus un- unfolds. Well, you can't really blame them. No. Right? I mean, it, it's any situation where a fish will be sitting there unmolested for that amount of time. First thing they're going to see, they're going to eat a pickle. When yeah, they see oh, yeah. Something, right? Three so, and a half weeks, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. Serve up that pickle sandwich. And uh, the Chinook <laughs> fishing was good. The steelhead sure. fishing was good. Our very own Todd Ripley and Riley Fee, they got up there. They whacked some steelhead. Uh, later in the show, we'll check in with Todd Daniels, Tall Tale Guide Service. Mm-hmm. Hasn't visited our studio for a while, but... Uh, He's been whacking the heck out of the fish on the callets, and his home water's open. He's like, this will probably be the first time in 15 years that I'm going to go take a, a group of four on a guided trip on mm-hmm. unfished waters. But as we talked on the way up, mm-hmm. it's not like he doesn't know the water, well, right? And the sky doesn't change that no. much, and he's fished there enough to know this time of year, water conditions, temperature. He knows where they're going to be and sure. sections where they're going to be, but... We also said it's awfully difficult to leave fish to find fish. Yeah, it right? really when is. something is fishing that well, mm-hmm. it's tough when you know you're going to crush them right here. It's tough to leave an area that may have more fishermen in it also. And he's been doing very well in the callots. There's a lot of steelhead already in there. The hatcheries reported well over 2,000 fish. They've already recirculated uh, well over 300 fish this last mm-hmm. week. And and the uh, springer fishing just continues. They're whacking springers down there, at least for the guys that are you know doing it, doing the drill Getting it done, but uh, yeah, he's opting to go up north, and uh, why not check in on the water with him when all the melee is going on? So we'll do that later in the show. Uh, we also have Larry Phillips, WDFW Inland Fisheries Manager. Some really good topics mm-hmm. to catch up with Larry about. We haven't talked to him in a few weeks, excuse me, a few months. So we're going to check in with him and get some updated info. Uh, one that you and I are particularly looking forward to 
And a lot of folks with the activity on our Facebook page and social mm-hmm. media, the director himself, Jim Unsworth, will be on at the 7 o'clock hour. We've got a nice long segment, 23, 25 minutes mm-hmm. of his time. He's actually steelhead fishing on the Cowlitz this morning. He's going to make right, sure right. he has good cell service. He wants to have this conversation. The thing that is really burning in everybody's britches right now, Bill, is mm-hmm. the proposed increase in fees for right. next year, 2017. We are talking in upwards for like what you and I like to do, and right, I guess right. it kind of goes across the board. Whatever it is you like to do, you add that all together, you're looking at a 50 to 60% increase. How can they shut down fisheries and then back that up a month and a half later asking for more money? Jim Unsworth has some very good information. He's willing mm-hmm. to field your phone calls. This is your opportunity. And we will screen them. Oh, yes, we will. Way, Stephen's yes. going to be busy on mm-hmm. the dump button, but uh, <laughs> 800-829-0950, 206 You can actually call in anytime during the show. Text us up at 49451 with your comments or concerns. But when we have Jim Unsworth on, if you want to get involved in the conversation, you call up. We'll patch you through. You can ask the director. Uh, yourself, questions that are just kind of uh, making it difficult to sleep at night. Well, you said that you guys talked uh, about what you're going to talk about, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So he is ready for the tough questions. He is. He is. He wants to hear them, so mm-hmm. make sure you take opportunity of that. Uh, we also will check in with Keith Jensen, Big Wally's Guide Service over there. Banks mm-hmm. Lake Walleye is fishing extremely well. I'm going to make another uh, bomb run over to Roosevelt Monday evening and fish it for two and a half days. And uh, once we get our kokanee, it's time to go uh, go walleye fishing. So Keith's going to kind of dial that in for us. The walleye fishing is doing mm-hmm. exceptionally well. And there are a lot of folks from the west side heading over taking advantage of that, and for good reason. I mean, well, the fish are there, was, you know? The fish has always been there, what we talked about. But why would not you want, if you have the boat, if you have the time and opportunity, this may not happen next year. Right. If you, It's a thing, when you hear about it, you've missed it. But now we have the opportunity. It's still there. It's going to be going on all Go summer long. Go get them while they're there because next year they may not be there. Kids. Absolutely. And with that, this week's rundown of the Northwest Wild Five. Number one on the Wild Five for this week. This is an interesting uh, development coming out July 1st, Bill, and I, yes. I got your attention when I mentioned this on the, on the drive up. Beginning Oosh. July 1st, recreational anglers will have the opportunity to harvest hatchery, hatchery sturgeon. Now, normally those two words are never put together. Exactly. Hatchery <laughs> sturgeon from Wanapum wow. and uh, Priest Rapids Reservoirs. This is a program mm-hmm. that's been in the works since 2003. Well, they're, that, su- they're such a slow-growing fish, I can see why. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. So... Uh, we have about 4,000 hatchery sturgeon are estimated to reside in the Wanapum Reservoir and a roughly 2,000 in Priest Rapids. So between July 1st and September 30th, we get opportunity on hatchery sturgeon, those two reservoirs, 6,000 fish. Well, you figure they have a captive, captive audience there, right? Oh, absolutely. So anything in between these dams is likely not going to do much traveling. So right. they know if they put them right they're here, there. they're there. Go, they're get, there. go get them. And those of you who have never had smoked sturgeon, oh my gosh. there dear. You need yeah, to go do yeah. this. Uh, the slot limit is uh, between 38 and 72 inches, and these are hatchery fish. Although, and Dave uh, Graybill, Commissioner Graybill, called me yesterday, and we <laughs> talked about a number of things and, and, uh, and his uh, demeanor that mm-hmm. makes you laugh. But, um, yeah, great guy. He, uh, he wanted everyone to know for certain that don't worry about looking for any identifying marks. Hatchery sturgeon have no identifying marks, but if you catch a fish between 38 and 72 inches, it's retainable. Don't worry about it. You're allowed to. Also, you don't have to mark them on your catch record card because some of our sturgeon fisheries where we have windows of retention, 
mm-hmm. have to, you know, we have to market and you're limited to, you know, a couple fish or a fish per year in a certain area. On these, you don't have to even mark them on your card. Doesn't mean go, you know, go poach all the heck out of them, but mm-hmm. don't have to mark them on your card. 38 to 72 on the slot limit, and uh, that's a hatchery fish. Go get them. There's 6,000 of them to be had. Uh, number two on the Northwest Wild Five, it's getting close uh, that time of year. The annual, the 11th annual Brewster King mm-hmm. Salmon Derby is going to take place August 5th, 6th, and 7th. The largest king, one of the biggest king salmon I ever caught. I caught in Brewster on sockeye gear one hour after the um, King Derby uh, closed a few years yeah, closed yeah. a few years ago. Yep, I never forget that. That was that was amazing. It's a very well attended event. Like I said, it's the 11th annual, August five, six, and seven. Uh, the uh, the King Pool uh, grand prize two thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, adult winner uh, is going to get fifteen hundred. Youth prizes uh, in uh, nine to fourteen years of age are going to get seven hundred fifty bucks. Uh, kids sockeye derby. $500 if that part of it is uh, mm-hmm. allowed to happen. Um, last year, they had just over 100 boats and 275 participants. So it was a slow day in Brewster. Oh, slow saying. day in Brewster, mm-hmm. yeah. I made the mistake of going there one the first time I ever fished Brewster in my drift boat. Uh-huh. And I just <laughs> went that weekend as like, man, there's a lot of boats out here. It was, the, it was the King Salmon Derby, and I was the only drift boat. Go figure. The first time I ever went to Brewster, uh, me and a friend of mine went over there when they first opened it up for sockeye. Yep. It was four boats on the water. Yeah. Four of us. Yeah, it was a quiet little hush hush fishery. Mm-hmm. Go to com for all the information and find out how to sign up. Again, the weather is going to be fantastic. The prizes are great. It's very well ran, and it's well attended. Number three on the Northwest Wild Five, we've been talking a lot about Lake Roosevelt lately. For good reason, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a rainbow component to that as well, which are pretty decent size, but there's also... Mm-hmm. Uh, recognized a joint effort between uh, the Colvilles and the state. They want to begin to preserve the the native or red band rainbow that's up there. Uh So there's proposals on the table to change the catch limits respective to the the red band rainbow. Uh, Currently, anglers are able to fish Roosevelt. They can keep five trout, hatcher, or wild per day including two that are over 20 inches, mm-hmm. okay? Most of them are. Most of them are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're getting two. Maybe you'll get a third one if it's, you know, undersized. But uh, one proposal they're looking at, uh, anglers could keep up to 10 trout, only one of which could be a wild trout that is 18 inches or larger. So you get to keep more but less larger ones. The other mm-hmm. option is that would limit anglers to five trout per day with no harvest of wild trout allowed from Grand Coulee to Northport Bridge, Anglers fishing from Northport Bridge upstream to the Canadian border be limited to two wild fish uh, that are 18 inches or greater. <clears throat> Excuse me. So mm-hmm. that uh, if you are an avid trout seeker in the Roosevelt Reservoir, you can get on to WDFW, www.wdfw.wa.gov. Uh, and make your voice heard. Yes, take opportunity to let them know what you would like to do. The commission's going to vote on this. It's going to go one way or the other, so it depends on what you think is the uh, the better option for your limit. Make sure you uh, chime in and let them know what you think. Uh, number four, we'd be a little remiss if we didn't uh, give accolades to the fact we finally have a permit for Puget Sound, okay. and folks are fishing. And oh. today, I'm sure, is an absolute zoo disaster. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is, but it's a good, it's a good kind of disaster thing. Now, fill me in. Uh-huh. I've been kind of tuned out for the last week, believe it or not. What? But yes, I have. The permit thing. Describe to me what the Puget Sound permit is and how we get it. Everything was closed as of May 1st relative to Puget Sound, all tributaries, five lakes. All fishing sure. was ceased because we did not have a permit from NOAA. 
that would put the rubber stamp to say, okay, the fisheries that WDFW has proposed uh, relative to salmonids is uh, good to go. Go ahead and fish. We didn't have that because we had no agreement with the tribes. Okay. No agreement with the tribes. Each entity sought to seek their own permitting process uh, of themselves with NOAA. Uh, the tribes got their permitting process hammered through pretty quick. Um, for some reason, the feds like to drag their feet relative to WDFW and, and our opportunity to go fishing. So they got back to the table and met with the tribes. Eventually, they came to an agreement whereby, in some cases, we kind of settled. You know, mm-hmm. to be blunt, I sure. mean, the, the entire Puyallup's closed. The Skokomish is closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have other closures. We have limited windows of opportunity in some respects in Puget Sound with, with real small quota numbers that will be stamped right on. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Through in short order, um, the bottom line is we do get to go fishing. Okay. We do have opportunity in Puget right, Sound. Right. We do have opportunity on this guy, Comish, and we do have opportunity on some of the other tributaries within Windows. Right. Um, so it wasn't a complete loss. The delay in getting this all processed through, waiting for NOAA, once the tribes in the state agreed, um, we had to wait for Noah to say, okay, here's your permit, go fishing. Okay. The rumors a few weeks ago was June 24th was going to be the day. And, well, as it worked out yesterday mid-morning at some point, 9 o'clock or so, uh, they, they gave their stamp of approval, and Noah said, you have a permit, which opened everything up. Okay. And that's why guys headed up to the Sky Comish yesterday, and that's why guys are out on Puget Sound today doing different things. and Paperwork. What do I need? What do you mean? Is there any certain a new a new type of license? Do no I stamp. No. Nope. Do I gotta wear a tutu here's, or here's a yeah helmet here's or what you need. What? Here's what you need. The regulations on the fisheries for Puget Sound rivers and lakes through June 30th are listed in the current regulations 2015 2016. Mm-hmm. New regulations take effect July 1st. So you want to pick up your new regulation book and check to see what subtle if any changes are in there relevant to your fisheries uh, that were authorized last year with the permit that go through June 30th. Now, July 1st, things may change a little depending where you're fishing. So That's ju- what you need to pay attention so to. So just my license is good enough when I Your show up Your license is good enough. Oh, okay, Air, fishing for us is exactly the same. We just need to pay attention to the regulations. Um, it's uh, It gets a bit dicey relative to Puget Sound and all tribs and some of the, um, you know, the, the, the toilet bubble fishery, Chinook need to be released. Uh, pretty much all throughout most areas, we're, we're looking at no, no coho retention. So we're getting, okay. you know, got to put all the coho back, even off of the, uh, some of the piers. Uh, Skycomish River for Hatchery Chinook and Hatchery Steelhead is open. Cascade River for Hatchery Chinook and Hatchery Steelhead is open. Skagit River for Sockeye Salmon, Hatchery Chinook and Hatchery Steelhead is open. So, again, read your regs up to the 30th of June. Get your new regs July 1st. Play, pay close attention to some of the changes in there and be very aware of where the restrictions are relative to coho 
There's absolutely uh, minimal to no coho retention anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, areas 11 and 13 are open for fishing. Check the regs because those are a little bit dicey as well. Um, don't want to bore folks with, you know, reading through those, so I'm just suggesting. But you better. Yeah, you better check your regs mm-hmm. and keep one with you. And bring your attorney with you at the, <laughs> at the river you bank. Can't keep one on retention? Yeah, oh, okay, bring them yeah. fishing. Absolutely. So <laughs> with that, uh, number five on the list, of course, going to be checking with our old long-lost buddy, Joel Shangle, the Bass Nomad. Somewhere upstate New York, if I'm remembering uh, correctly. Where exactly are you, Mr. Shangle? All right, so this is kind of an odd uh, week for me this week. Uh, presently, I am looking out at the waters of Lake Cayuga, which is a little bit north of Syracuse, uh, for uh, the Elite Series event. However, within about a half an hour, 45 minutes, going to be jumping in the rig and driving down to Lake Champlain, oh. which is where the FLW Tour culminates today. So double duty, double duty up on a Finger Lakes so the last couple of days, heading down mm-hmm. to one of the bigger Great Lakes here a little bit later today. So, So definitely north. I've had to wear a sweatshirt this week, so oh. things feel a little bit more like home. Yeah, well, you're on that parallel, basically straight across the U.S. almost from uh, where we're where we're sitting. You know, yeah, absolutely. Joel, Joel yeah. you're you're not very far from where the very first spoon was ever used. Did you know that? I did not know yeah, that. Julio, Tell me about this. Julio Buell, uh, back in I believe 1860 on Lake Hosamine. It is not new. Is in the Finger Lakes, not too far from where you are. The very first spoon was used right in your area. A little bit of you history. Hosamine. You yeah. got mm-hmm. kidding. Yeah. And, so wait, huh. tell me, wait, tell me a little bit more about this spoon, Bill, because this I'm, I'm, I, we'll talk about bass a little bit. But tell me about this spoon a little <laughs> okay. bit. Okay, <laughs> Julio Buell is the grandfather of spoon fishing. The, the historical story goes he was eating out of an earthen jar in a lake when he was uh, out fishing for lake trout, and he dropped the spoon in the water, was flipping to the bottom, and he watched a big trout come up and grab it, and he went, went home, sawed the handle off it, put a, <laughs> put a hole in it, put a hook on it, and the rest is what, as they say, is history. That's the original spoon? The Buell spoon, B-U-E-L, Julio Buell. Yeah, what was, he's, it? He's what from, was he eating again? He was the bait maker from Whitehall, Whitehall, New York, up on the Finger Lakes. Yeah, there you go. What in mm-hmm. the hell? Yeah. Only, only, only Herzog would know that, Joel. I, I got, I got nothing. There got is nothing nobody else no in matter, Washington no matter, State that knows that story. If you in the area, no matter, in the in the area, Joel, where you're at, going <laughs> you're going to Whitehall, you're not too far from there, and mm-hmm. the, and the Buell Museum is there with all the original spoons are there. It's a really cool joint. You should go stop there and have a look. It's that's, historical. That's, that's yeah, super cool. Super Outstanding. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this region of the country is. I um, mean, it, it feels very much like like back in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, obviously, just the wind of the weather is is almost spot on. I mean, we've had we've had you know mid mid seventies. It's been beautiful up here, and and the fishing is very similar. I mean, obviously, Bill. I mean, you've you've been up in this part of the country, but so have you, Dwayne. I mean, you know, yeah. up here there's a. I mean, not too far from where we are, there's there are there are great salmon fisheries. I oh, mean, yeah? some of the best salmon fisheries, some of the best steelhead fisheries in in the entire world. So it definitely definitely feels home here for sure. Absolutely. So. With that, uh, what's taking place shaping up with the FLW? This is uh, your last week on the road for a week or two. You get to come back home, but yeah. what's happening yeah. with so, this one? All right, so so this one I'm at here is is the Elite Series. This is Cayuga Lake Elite Series, and so this this fishery is oh, gotcha. um, it's 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 a it's a mix of smallmouth and largemouth, and uh, they, they're behaving very much like they are. I mean, I don't know for sure what the you know what's going on in Lake Washington. Probably nobody knows what's going on there because nobody's been able to fish it. But, but very similar conditions. I mean, smallmouth are are just moving up on their beds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, largemouth. So it's kind of a kind of a mix of of conditions that are very very much like home. I mean, guys are the guys who are doing well are um, are targeting you know betting smallmouth, and it's it's very much like. I mean, I, I would wager that if you took 
somebody from like like Ron Hobbs Jr. If you were to take Ron Hobbs Jr. out of Seattle and bring him here and put him on this lake, mm-hmm. he would do very well because he he would recognize the conditions exactly as they are, very much like home. Big piece of water, shallow, deep, um, you know, lots of glacial, structure. Yeah, glacial lake, uh, glacial. so very vertical. Yeah, very vertical and huh. um, and very very deep. However, it fishes very small because uh, the fish here tend to relate to uh, grass beds. There, there's some. There's a lot of grass in this lake, and there are only certain types and depths where they where they stay this time of year. So. So even though it's a long lake, it's a big, long, I forget how many miles it is from top to bottom, but it's a long, sprawling lake. Um, there, It's a very contained fishery. There are not that many places where the big fish tend to be. So so even though it's big, it is, as they say, it is fishing small this week. Huh. Are you? Is that a uh, songbird soundtrack on your other cell phone, or is that truly He's nature? He's in an aviary, actually, I think. <laughs> He's in a bird sanctuary. Petting <laughs> Yeah, you guys get all kinds of good good background noise when I'm out here on the Yeah, it's pretty stuff. funny, yeah, actually. <laughs> sounds very, uh, sounds like you're in your natural element, bird watcher, full <laughs> shingle. I'm, that's right. That's right. I've got my binoculars in one hand. Uh, <laughs> so what is uh, what has been the go-to presentation? <laughs> who's who's leading uh, who's leading the charge here this week on the Elite Series? All right, so kind of a little bit of a mix. Uh, I mean, very, um, very, very drop shot friendly, this mm-hmm. fishery, uh, but also very, very jig friendly, top water. Uh, really, kind of a mix of of techniques, but again, it's 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 stuff that that folks who fish, you know, for smallmouth in Washington would very would very much recognize. The guys who are leading it, uh, a guy by the name of Jacob Peroznik, who is um, he's from Virginia. Uh, he's he's a guy who has only been on this. He's he fished FLW for years, but he's only been on this side for three years. Uh, he will probably win England the year. He's 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 a, he's very good at smallmouth. He's he's probably the very best smallmouth fisherman uh, on this entire tour. So he's in second today. He's about five ounces back. The kid who's leading it, uh, Jordan Lee, is uh, a young kid. He's 22 years old. Uh, oh. Only his second year on tour. So, but I mean, there there there's a mix of names who people would recognize. Kevin Van Dam is in the mix. Sure. Uh, Edwin Evers is in the mix. You know, a handful of guys who have been doing it for years and years and years. But but my money's on Peroznik. Peroznik is. Um, He's not catching a lot of fish, but he's but the fish that he's catching are are you know four four and a half pounds. So I would mm-hmm. expect him to come in today with around twenty, and I think he will take the lead, and I think Proz will, will probably win this thing. Huh. Well, interesting enough. Okay, uh, that goes through Sunday, and then what? Uh, you'll be back home in the Northwest yeah. on Wednesday, Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know. Still trying to figure that out. Some sometime in the next week or so. But okay. but we had here. So when we leave here down to Lake Champlain. Now Champlain is a different kind of a different fishery. It's it's a smallmouth as well, but it's a it's a you know more of a roundish lake. And so and so the conditions there are slightly different. So I mean, I've seen a little bit of a little bit of everything this week. It's been a very diverse week, which is which is always fun. Well, it's going to be diverse mm-hmm. uh, for me as well. Heading back over to Roosevelt to grab some more of them uh, big kokanee you're missing out on. But uh, keep ru- just, just rubbing in. Just yeah, well, we'll send in. pictures, and uh, I'll send you some photos of the uh, the walleye once it's cooked up as well. Yeah, but see, if Joel yeah. wants to, he, Joel wants yeah. to in Lake Champlain, he can fish for the last remnants of the Sunapi trout over there, which are a derivative of the brook trout. They're only left in Lake oh, Champlain. So, where is, take that, where Dwayne. Up? Where yeah. well, you know, you would think the, the he trivia, actually, <laughs> yeah, you would think he actually found the on button and blew the dust off the computer and was actually over there using a little tool we like to refer to as Google. But yeah. Yeah. Bill is just, uh, that's I, I got Bill's, my own personal Google. He's got there, Google friend. brain yeah. going on right mm-hmm. now. Bill, Bill has fish Google, so we'll just call it Fugle. There you go. Herzog yeah. Fugle. What well, do you got? So, mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Well, yeah. uh, you know, travel right, well, safe, enjoy, and yep. uh, we'll be in touch midweek for sure. Sounds good. Have a good show, guys. Right, Have man. fun. Thanks. Yep, traveling Wilbury, that guy. Call him the nomad for the reason. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I'm picturing him coming home this time looking like Forrest Gump after he's been running for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> Beer down to his waistline, but sounds like we got uh, got a phone call there, huh, Stephen? Yeah, we got Rich from Kenmore. Okay, hey, okay. Rich, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling. Hey, how you doing, Lynn? I'm doing good. What's going on? Hey, I just got a question for you. Um, how do you know how many eggs the uh, Lake Washington hatchery does for the sockeye? How many? How many eggs are they up to now that they produce uh, into fry and release? Yeah. Um, so the Cedar River Hatchery Sockeye Program, I believe the last time we talked with Frank Yurbeck sometime last year, we were, we were kind of addressing the predation problem and mm-hmm. why they have such a high loss secondary to predation on all these sockeye fry. I think it was upwards around $11 million mm-hmm. released, uh, which you know are, are both natural spawn and then the hatchery program combined. Don't quote me on that, but that number sticks out in my head. And then the key component on that, Rich, that you want to pay attention to, if uh, we think back what what Frank was uh, telling us, we're losing 95% of those fry secondary to predation. Yeah, the squawfish are very well fed. Oh, the man. Way, the mm-hmm. pike minnow, the, the, the cutthroat, which yeah. are, you know, a slight impact, the smallmouth bass. Uh, WDFW now thinks somebody has also introduced a few walleye, not a huge component, but a <laughs> contributor. So we have a lot of predation. They got a, they got the uh, the minnows in there. They got stickleback. They got a whole lot of issues they're trying to deal with. But it's a it's a very high number released for a very moderate return. So just keep your fingers crossed, man. Hopefully, we'll find a way to get those things down through the canal, and we can have a sockeye fishery again in the summertime. Yeah, numbers are coming back Urban. pretty good this mm-hmm. year. But uh, man, it's uh, it's tough to get those to come back. So all right, with that, we're gonna jump. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details out for a break. Rich, thanks for the call. Yeah. Uh, we come back. Larry Phillips, WDFW Inland Fisheries Manager, going to get us up to date on all that is inland right here. Sports Radio 950 KJR. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Welcome back. Northwest Wild Country Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Just scrolling through the old uh, Facebook page here, Bill. We got a mm-hmm. lot of activity this morning. Lots of questions. More in paragraph form for the uh, <laughs> for the director himself, Jim mm-hmm. Unsworth, who will be on at the seven o'clock hour. Uh, we have a host of questions for him. I do apologize if we're not able to get into some of these because they're so lengthy. But uh, we will make him aware of your efforts to get these this information out there and questions asked of him. But speaking mm-hmm. of that. We do have a few texts on the old text line, do we not, Stephen? We sure do. Is it my understanding that the tribes had their permit application already prepared to submit to NOAA the minute n- negotiations came to a stalemate? Why did the WDFW not anticipate this also after they saw the initial proposal, which they did not accept? Uh, that rumor has mm-hmm. been bounced around out there, and some say there's some weight to it. And I kind of got to kind of got to believe that is true. That yeah, the tribes uh, were sitting in a position to know that um, they weren't going to come to agreement. That was their that was their plan, uh, because what they put on the table, they knew the director and, and staff mm-hmm. was not going to accept. 
And so going forward with that, they were sitting idle, waiting, ready to say, here you go, here's our permit uh, application. And the state was like, oh, well, I guess we do need to now go uh, get our own permit. So I can't speak for the state. I don't know if that's actual, factual, and there's truth to that. Um, But if it is, and I'm going to direct this question to the director himself, uh, there is Mm -hmm. talks that WDFW in the future is uh, working towards going after their own permit uh, you know, prior to so that as we enter into co-management negotiations, if things kind of come uncorked, we're sitting ready to go. Another um, one we had here, when do the monies from our licenses get returned just to the fisheries, not just the general fund? I'd pay a little more in fees for licenses if guaranteed to go back to the fisheries. I think that's going to be a question we are definitely going to hit our man with. Absolutely. Right and mm-hmm. uh, the one thing I will tell you is it's a misunderstanding and a complete rumor that's been spread around for years. Monies generated from your fishing licenses and license fees does not go into the general fund. Yeah, that's a huge one there. That is. And so I'm going to rely on Jim Unsworth to clear that one up as well. So for guys texting in, I appreciate your efforts. Uh, Those questions are valid. And when we present those to Jim, uh, he will clear that up for us and go a little more in depth than we're able to. So we'll uh, we'll postpone those until the 7 o'clock hour. With that. Uh, Our good buddy, Bill, Larry Phillips, the Inland Fisheries Manager, and you and I have been talking extensively about all the inland opportunities, all the opportunities on the east side of the state. And I have been sampling them, by the way. Yes, we have. Yeah. Yeah, And you know what? There is a lot of opportunity out there. It's too much. And and you have to give credit where credit's due. And WDFW and, Mm -hmm. and Larry and his staff, I mean, they do a phenomenal job coordinating the efforts it takes to keep all these inland fisheries up and going, restocking programs, mid-season updates. Mm-hmm. Not only do they put the fish in these places for you to go get, but they update the information of when they're putting them in and when they've put them in. You so, bet. you know, pay attention to the website. We advocate constantly, tell people, go to WDFW, mm-hmm. check out their information, their updates, their videos, their how-tos. You can get the exact, exact dates these lakes were just planted. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So with that, introducing our good buddy Larry. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to get you up early once again on a Saturday when you're not uh-huh. out fishing or uh, or shrimping or something. But we always appreciate uh-huh. the time. So, hey man, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this High Lake opportunity that a lot of folks don't really pay attention to. That's a good program going on that you guys put some effort into. Let's kind of unravel that one a bit. Yeah, um, and so in Washington, we're pretty lucky. If you're a, if you're a guy that likes High Lake fisheries, we've got about 2,500 High Lakes in the state of Washington. Wow. Um, a High Lake is defined as any any lake over 2,500 feet in western Washington and 3,500 feet in, in eastern Washington. Um, you know, although a majority of those lakes lakes don't contain fish, um, many of them do. And uh, th- we've got a great relationship with a group of folks called the Trailblazers. And uh, for, gosh, going on 90, 100 years, those folks have been stocking these lakes um, periodically. Obviously, we stock fewer today, but uh, um, we've got some awesome opportunity in the High Lakes. And this is a real a plug for Fish Washington. If you go to our Fish Washington website, it'll give you everything you need to know to get started. If you haven't participated in High Lakes or you're a, you know, an avid High Lake fisherman, it'll give you everything you need to know to to kind of approach this fishery that's really underutilized. Well, Larry, I am one of those high lake fishermen, and I love doing it. In the last couple of years, I've really gotten back into it. And guys out there just got to know that we've got some Montana-esque fishing in this, <laughs> the eastern part of the state. And all you got to do is go to the WDFW <clears throat> website, do a little research, and they have a whole, lake, whole system uh, there on high lakes 
Click on it. Click on the county. Look for high lakes. You can see when they were planted, what kind of fish they were planted with, how many went in the lakes. You guys did a lot of work on this, man. we got to give credit where credit is due. Oh, yeah, the absolutely. high lake program is pretty intensive, and I'm awful happy for it, let me tell you. Well, we appreciate that. Um, you know, the, the high lakes is a, is a really unique experience for folks, too. It's, uh, um, I, I know when my little guy was small, we, we'd get out there and we'd have our annual trip, and what a great time we'd spend. It's not just about the fishing. It's about the scenery. It's about the hiking in. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you're, if you are a high lakes fisherman, um, man, taking good notes is huge here because uh, most of the really good fishing, uh, not always, but most of the really good fishing is in lakes that um, are stocked periodically, and these are low-density infrequent stocking events because we've identified um, lakes that can grow nice fish and and in some instances man it's not uncommon to see the fish in the you know 14 to 18 inch range and if you if you follow that stocking website we've got you'll start learning hey this lake was stocked on a three-year rotation and hey at the end of three years there's a good chance some of those fish are going to be really nice size so that's a that's a tool that folks have and something you can kind of start um, gearing toward well, and you're, you know, you're putting in a little extra effort getting off the beaten path where you can't just park a car and uh, wet a line right out your car door. I mean, you put in a little effort and you're going to get up there to, like you said, the scenery, you know, the, the seclusion and, you know, probably uh, be amongst yourself unless you're with a buddy. So uh, what a great opportunity. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Nice to let folks know about, hey, here you go. Another option to consider. Sure. Uh, with that, we're going to talk a little east side walleye, but you know what? Um, I wrote down last night that you and I did not discuss. I want to kind of review again. We talked about it a few months ago. Walk us down the road again about those the east side whitefish, whitefish fishery opportunity, where it's at, and uh, how how good that actually can be. Yeah, it's, um, you know, this time of year, things kind of slow down a little bit for, for the whitefish, not that they're not there and guys aren't still targeting them, but the... Um, you know, the irrigation system, the basin, and uh, Banks Lake is really our, our key. Uh, uh, these are these are lake whitefish. These are not the mountain whitefish, the native whitefish that we have here, the small ones. Yeah. These can get very large, you know, three to five pounds. And, uh, you know, well, the guys that target them, it's, they're using light tackle, really light gear. Um, in most instances, they're still fishing for them. We've got a video on our website, our Fish Washington website, that gives you the, all the do's and how-to's and where's and when's about that fishery. So um, that's an opportunity for folks to go again and to check out another video um, awesome. about how to kind of operate that fishery. Okay, and before we run out of t- time here, let's uh, let's revisit the WDFW season-long fishing derby. Where are we at on that? You know, obviously yeah, some it, prizes it have been really, awarded, but there's still quite a few to go get, isn't there? It, it is. Um, you know, what's really neat about this is we didn't really know where this was going to go. I think we talked about this, Dwayne, a couple times now, but... We weren't sure where this was going to go when we first contacted our point of sale vendors about this opportunity. Um, you know, they, they jumped on pretty good. We, we ended up with just under $21,000 in prizes. Um, what's really exciting is we're approaching the 50% tag um, recovery rate, or our caught rate, um, which is, is huge. We, we're going to be at 350 here shortly um, of the 700 tags that we put out oh, there, wow. um, which uh, the good news is there's lots, still lots to be caught. Um, one of the, res- the outcomes of this, you know, we weren't sure, but – we just had the, the highest license sales ever for freshwater fishing um, in April. Um, you know, we, I don't know where that's going to play out for the whole year, and I don't know if it's a response to the derby and opportunity for folks to go catch, you know, the gift cards and, and the rod and reel combos that, that we were, um, that everybody was so generous to donate. But um, it certainly didn't hurt. So we've got big plans for next year. We've got dozens of calls already of uh, people who want, want to get on board. 
and um, I think this thing's going to be huge next year. We've got some other exciting stuff coming up for maybe to expand into a warm water derby um, in the basin in our kind of big five uh, warm water lakes over there. So stay tuned for that. We'll uh, we'll probably run something out here September or so. But uh, we're really excited about it. Um, it's just something neat. We've got some really good feedback from families who have who've had kids and, and grandparents and other things that have caught some prize fish. So something, something, something extra, right? It's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to see that, you know, you introduce a new program, great opportunity for persons to win prizes in their respective areas. And yet, sure. uh, from the outside looking yeah. in, you got other contributors that are going, hey, man, we want to get involved and donate and be part of this. So, you know, who knows how much uh, money and prizes and awards can be gathered next year to continue the process. What a great idea. Sure. So. Uh, all right, yeah. man. With that, yeah. we are uh, pretty much up against a break. So always, as always, we appreciate the information. Good, solid stuff. And uh, hopefully folks were taking notes and venture on out up into the high lakes. Absolutely, man. Take advantage. Yeah. And by the way, the, most of the lakes that you want to visit, they're open already right now. You don't have to wait until oh, yeah. August. There's a lot of places that are in that 3,000, 4,000-foot range, especially 4,000 feet and lower. You can fish them now. Right. Get on it, man. Perfect. Absolutely. All right, Larry. Appreciate it, man. We'll be in touch, pal. All right. Have a great Thank day, you, sir. Yeah. Go to uh, go to www.wdfw.wa.gov. Mm-hmm. Check out the web page. Uh, I mean, even like you said, they got a fantastic you know tutorial how to on the whitefish fishery over there, at Banks Lake. I mean, if uh, I I know nothing about fishing whitefish other than what I did in Canada a few years ago with Schaefer, uh-huh. and uh, that was a disaster. <laughs> so I'm not going to apply what I learned in Canada down here at Banks Lake. <laughs> if I want to know what I'm going to do, I'm going to go, you know, go check out the video mm-hmm. and uh, and and use that uh, use that knowledge. So I'll, I'll go back again the hatchery sturgeon thing uh, and the oh, high, yeah. high legs. We've got so many opportunities this time of year. You can't find something to do right now, kids. Yep. You're not looking very hard. You really are not. You're yeah. just, you know, mundane looking at out your window going, oh, I wish I'd go fish my creek, but it's closed. Maybe well, you should polish my golf clubs or something. You know, uh, sometimes you got to drive a little. And for me, Amen. those kokanee at Roosevelt you know what? are yeah. worth the drive. And you know what my favorite saying is on that? If it's 100 miles further, I'd still go. I'd still go. Doesn't matter. And by the way, the uh, the boat traffic over there is starting to pick up a little mm-hmm. bit. Go figure. I could think of three or four more boats that should be over there, by the way. Oh, yeah. And those guys Call are listening. Out. They're listening. Now, Joe Q and Shane yeah. are out on American this morning. They oh, got boats. That's great. They got trailers. Yeah. Told them SOB's on over the east side. Oh, man, I'm, here to, I'm, here to, big. I'm here to yeah. tell you. Yeah. All right. Jumping out for a break. We come back. Got a few more text messages rolling in. Good questions. Keep those coming. Join in the conversation. 1-800-829-0950-206-286-9595. Text us up at 49451. Todd Daniels, Tall Tale Guide Service. Up Steel on and salmon. Don't the, come back, the huh? circus that is the Sky Comish. Yeah. Right here at Sports Radio 950 KJR. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Welcome back as we... Enter into the last part of the first hour, Bill, flying by as per usual. Ah, time's fun when you're having flies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Steven's looking at you like, yeah, did he know what he just said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's oh, well yeah. aware. Yes, indeed. He's well aware. He's on his ninth cup of coffee, so he's mm-hmm. doing fine. Uh, good stuff from Larry. Uh, Going to roll into this, uh, talking with Todd Daniels. A couple questions on the text line. We got somebody on the phone, don't we? Yeah, we have uh, Bob from Tacoma right here. Nice. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for calling the show, man. Hi, What's going on? Yes. Indeed. What do you got, man? What do you got? Hey, quick question. Uh, when you go over to Roosevelt fishing Kokanee, mm-hmm. are you guys uh, fishing out in front of the dam or are you up at uh, Keller Crossing? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> Any and all of it. Uh, the fish, well, seem to, yeah, they're moving around a bit, mm-hmm. and I've kept in touch with guys that have been fishing. Where we are getting them is, uh, oh, you're about a mile and a half, two miles above the dam. Uh, you know, a couple miles above uh, the, um, what's the name of that launch there? Canyon. Uh, Spring Canyon. Spring Canyon, thank you're you. You're in Sewilla Basin. You're in Sewilla Basin. Mm-hmm. That is the yeah, majority Spring, where I, the fishing's going on. And I uh, was there two weeks ago, and I dumped in at Spring Canyon. Okay. And, and caught some nice kokanee, 18 to 26. Yeah. 26? Uh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> it, it, it was a nice one. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, I didn't, I went partway up to... Keller Crossing, but I didn't make it all the way up. I just got up there and then drifted back down and then ended up catching some big rainbows. Okay. Fine. Yeah. I mean, the general area, I know guys a couple weeks ago stayed right along the big buoy line right out there in front of Spring Canyon, did real well. And uh, this week they've moved upriver even a little higher um, to the next campground up above Sawilla, and they're catching them up there too. So they're they're within, I tell folks, you know, if you're within five miles of the dam, you're going to be finding kokanee somewhere. Okay. Are they still down about 26 feet? Oh, no. We were getting them last week or uh, two weeks now. Uh, we were getting them two weeks ago mm-hmm. at 45 to 50. And, uh, the reports get, yesterday I read, the guys are about 55 to 60 now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we're down oh, to really? 60 yep. feet. Yep. So I'm going there Monday again, fishing Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll have a full-on report. They're just going to continue to go a little deeper. We have... Uh, Raining over there yesterday and quite windy, but the weather's going to clear. We're looking at mid to high 90s Tuesday, Wednesday. Those oh, fish, are, yeah, they're going to continue to drop deeper with that type of uh, calm water and heat for sure. So, uh, you planning to go back over there anytime soon? Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, nice. Okay, bring well, ice. Yes, yeah. keep them on ice. <laughs> and uh, hey, you get some nice ones, man. Post your uh, post your picks up on our Wild Country Facebook page. Love to see them. All right, we'll do. Thanks All right, so thanks much. for calling, Bob. Bob. Take care. All right, let's uh, let's get our good buddy Todd Daniels on the phone. Tall Tales Guide Service been doing just fine, Bill, catching fish like crazy down the cows. But Todd's like, you know, I'm tired of these cows fish. I want some fresh fish. I want to go, <laughs> and if I go it's north, they're going to be fresher, right? Mm-hmm. So here he is. I assume you were on the Skye Comish this morning, Mister. You are assuming correctly. If you guys didn't stall and, and blabber so much, you would have heard us putting that fish in the boat. But oh, we have the, box. We we had had the bell. We got the bell. How about that? Which yeah. uh, What number of fish is that this morning there, Slayer? Uh, in the boat is one. Okay. In the boat, uh, there's, there's more than that. Okay. Chinook <laughs> but, uh, or, uh, Chinook or uh, Steelhead? Chinook. Hatchery Chinook. Okay. Outstanding. Yep. They're, uh, we're in the uh, upper river this morning here. And, uh, you know, surprisingly enough for opening day, um, there's not a whole ton of boats up here. Um, nice. You know, up and down, some drift boats around, but uh, you know, there's certainly plenty of fish in here uh, to be caught. The river looks beautiful. It's perfect. And, you know, it's really nice to fish local fish home yeah. uh, after some nice, beautiful cromers. Every fish we've seen so far caught and hooked are just as bright as can be, man. Outstanding. What, what surprises me, Todd, are you talking about the pressure up there? I would think that people would be hanging, just going crazy. And as soon as they find out about it, and, and boom, on a Saturday, it would just be, mm-hmm. you know, the, the uh, orcs coming out of Mordor up there. It'd be craziness. Yeah, well, I, you know, the, the, the fortunate thing for me, the jet sled guys and the, the Sultan boat launch here, that it's almost impossible to launch. So guys are going to be launching down at uh, – Lewis Street um, Bridge um, and and run it up or run it down. There's there's as we know the Kings around here. They're in throughout the whole river system mm-hmm. right now. Um, they're not not in any big hurry to get up to the hatchery, so they'll probably you know hang out in the lower river for a while and, and see what's going on. Um, and there's you know there's steadily there's boats you know coming up here and starting you know pressure will get spread around and things like that. But yeah, driving over the Lewis Street Bridge this morning at 
you know, about 4.05, there, <laughs> I saw a lot of headlights in the parking lot. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Guys are, you know, you know, ready, willing, and eager to get out here and, and get the boats out. A lot of people just haven't been traveling a whole lot, you know, not fishing, and it's driving them nuts. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so Nice to have nice. it open. What? Uh, how are we going after them, buddy? We side drifting, bobber We are going to be side drifting uh, eggs. Uh-huh. Uh, this, this, for me, is uh, just an egg show hitting the, you know, we're basically targeting kings, really. If we get a steelhead, that's, you know, fantastic, too. But um, we're targeting kings, so we're going to be hitting the, the slower, deeper holes. Um, using a little bit bigger weight to slow down our presentation. Sure. Um, you know, a little bit shorter leaders uh, than, say, like the Cowlitz. We're running, you know, four-foot leaders, things like that, mm-hmm. and a pretty healthy glob size of the reddest potsy fire cure you can you can find. Sure. And throwing that out there, and they're just, they're chewing on these things. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, I love the tone here, of his voice. Oh, yeah, man. he's excited. He's Any, uh, just naked eggs, or are you running like a, um, running a cheater or a corky, anything to float yeah, it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all, you know, my standard setup there is a double number four with a, with a cheater in the middle. Um, you know, quarter-sized glob of eggs, even maybe a 50-cent piece-sized glob of eggs. Sure. Cast it up river and dragging it right down through these holes. Now the guys that you know haven't been out here for a while, and I include myself. Uh, this river has changed over from all the flooding and the high water over the winter. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so the, the, we're kind of you know, like I told my guys today, is, you know, we're learning the river today. Uh, you know, all together. So record <laughs> rainfall will do that. Oh, that it has yeah. a it we has a way. Winter. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I was running uh, running up river this morning, and a uh, place we caught uh, you know a good amount of kings a couple years ago, and we were able to get out here. Um, there's trees growing on that spot now, so <laughs> yeah, it's high and yeah. dry. So yeah, this, this, this has certainly changed. So that, I mean, that's the, you know the cool part about this. Uh, you know, like I said, you know the fish are spread from you know the walrus all the way down to the mouth, and you fish the whole river, and you have ample opportunity in every hole to catch fish here, and it's fun learning it again. You know, I mean, we all know the river. We've you know a lot of people you know grew up fishing it, but you know with these high waters, it's changed, and you got to yeah. find where the fish are and things like that, and. By all reports, uh, you know, certainly from yesterday, whenever they opened up, you know, late morning or what have you, some of the guys dropped what they're doing and coming out and uh, fish a little river. Um, you know, it sounds like there's plenty of fish in here. It's, it's pretty good. And, you know, we've hooked several already. We've only been fishing for, what, an hour and a half. So it, uh, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, so it's you're fun. targeting primarily kings. We're side drifting. Are you up and, I mean, we're still down to, you know, little size number four hooks, which you tell people you're – landing Chinook on size four hooks and they probably look at you cross-eyed but it works it's efficient um upsizing your leader at all 10 pound test standard side drifting rig no i run odd you know i I drove home from the college yesterday and i had the same gear yeah i run eight pound leader you know and the cool thing about you know run the jet sleds you know if you set your drag correctly on these things um you know you hook these big kings yes you're overmatched however um you do where the fish goes just you just Mm -hmm. chase them you know, sometimes you might have to fire up your main motor to go chase them before you run out of line, but you just chase them. So, but, you know, that that's a cool thing. You know, and if you run too heavy, uh, uh, you know, leaders and, and things like that, your your presentation just doesn't float right. Sure. And any guys that have done this uh, know that if your presentation is not correct, if it's not floating right, you're not going to catch fish. It's right. pretty simple. So that's where the, you know, I've, I've found over the years that, you know, the double number fours, those cheaters or corkies, um, you know, four foot leader. It's, it gives a good, natural, neutral, buoyant presentation uh, floating down the river, and that it you know, it seems to work. I haven't really deviated much over the years from that, and uh, it's fun. And these things, like I said, are super aggressive. Your rod is getting pounds on them. They're chewing on these eggs, I'm trying to get my guys <laughs> oh, yeah. not to set the hook right away. Right, is, uh, is a hard chew. thing sometimes. Yep. That's Let right, man. Chew. 
Hey, so, so for the drift boat guys, I mean the power the power sled guys can pretty much go up and down and you know go where correct. you want. Uh, if I'm going to bring the drift boat up there, you know, recommend which float I should focus on and a couple technique points. <clears throat> excuse me, that are going to oh, get I, done for the drift. Yeah, boat. so uh, uh, definitely put in you know at Sultan boat launch here, um, and that is you know for the guys that haven't been here before, you know you're, you're about a mile. You know, half a mile at tops uh, down below the, the Walt's Hatchery. Put that in there and float down to Lewis Street, which is your takeout, and that's about a six-mile float. <clears throat> and the water here is, you know, it's fairly easy to read. You're, you're hitting those seams. You're hitting, the, you know, the deep edges. You know, these fish generally aren't in the middle of the river. These, these fish, you know, hug the shore and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for the, the deep, slower water closest you can to the shore. Um, the the Drift boat guys, uh, you know, they'll anchor at the top of these holes and just, you know, walk their bobbers down into these holes right, right behind their boat. And, and those guys, you know, they whack them. They absolutely whack them. And don't be afraid, you know, to put a, you know, wrapped quick fish out there and uh, after you drug your eggs down through there and back it down through that tube, that certainly works as well. Well, I know a particular buddy of ours that lives up there very close to Sky Comish now, our own little bass fishing angler, Nick Berto. Mm-hmm. And I believe I'm going to have to either drag the drift boat up there, Bill, and you and I are going to mm-hmm. go get Nicky to jump in, or else we're just going to get in his boat and tell him, hey, kid, row. You're yeah, rowing. Have, have, have Nick <laughs> row. He's good at rowing. That's we want idea. the young guy to row. Come on, man. Absolutely. Yeah, Old I, guys I need to fish. 100%. Nick's a good rower. He knows this river. I did well, my time behind the oars, pal. Right now on, I'm buddy. Done. Good information. <laughs> Glad to know it's not too crowded and you're actually getting into fish. I'm going to let you get back to work. Yes, you sir. got any openings coming up? Uh, You're pretty well booked, aren't you? I've, yeah, I got my next opening at the end of July. Okay. So, well, if <laughs> folks, yeah, folks want to check out what you got going on and, and get a little piece of the opportunity, they can get a hold of you at www.talltalesguideservice.com or give you a call 206-437-8766. Always a pleasure, buddy, and go whack them. I'll be looking for the picks. Right on. I'll see you in here shortly. All right, Thanks, man. Todd. Take care. All right. Thanks. Always a good dude to have on. Loves his Skycomish in his backyard. Why wouldn't you? He gets to sleep in his own bed. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? It's all about not having to travel. You know, oh, yeah. we don't have to drive hundreds of miles, although we do. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. Well, for some reason, well, you just got done saying, hey, if those fish were 100 miles further, still I would still it. drive. Absolutely. Drive still now do you're it. like, hey, we don't have to drive 100 miles. I have, I have people telling me, they go, why do you drive that far? I go, I drive further, pal. Huh? I got to go where they're at. Exactly. That's the way it is. Well, they are definitely in the Skycomish. It is open for mm-hmm. fishing. Uh, I'm going to go try to take advantage of that. That's a fun river to fish. Like I said, we got too much to do. We do. I'm looking forward to the next segment, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get Jim Unsworth, the director of WDFW, on the phone after this break. And we're going to really break this down mm-hmm. as to what's going on. And the future of our fisheries and fee increases, is it a possibility? All that and more right here at Sports Radio 950 KJR. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.